0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Show this is the Pop Rocks Radio talk show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You have found it, I sure am glad you did. I am very excited for tonight's episode. We have a fantastic uh performer musician on uh, with us tonight, and um, you know, his uh his, his PR company sent me over his stuff about a month ago. And I, you know, like whenever I get this stuff, you know, I'm like, hey, let's check this out. And I did, and I was just blown away, just blown away. This guy's got talent, turned up to 10, and just a very, very cool person. Um, so without further ado, I'd like to welcome uh, from deep in Appalachia via Austin, Texas,
2: Mr. J.B. Elwood. J.B.,
1: how you doing, man? Hey,
2: I am great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I've been looking forward to it.
1: At- absolutely. Me too. Me too. Very very cool. Now you um, you you're, you have roots in Appalachia and whatnot, but
2: then you moved to uh,
1: Texas, right, to Austin.
2: Yeah, Austin is is my new home, and um, I fall in love with Texas. And I feel like this is the perfect place to be to to uh, really grow my music career and to uh, just go all go all go all out on my dream to make it happen.
1: I'm telling you. Oh, that's the way, that's the place to be. Um, Austin is happening. I have not personally been to Austin in about 15 years, well, 13 years now that I think about it. 14. I forget, we're in 2024, or 2024, I should say. Um, yeah, 2024. Now that's
0: weird. That's <laughs> funny. Anyway, it
1: doesn't matter. Um yeah, you know, last time I was in Austin, oh, bitty, it was a, uh, I, I did, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to do that 6th Street when I was there. They closed the whole street down, and it was just club after club after club and uh, yeah, oh, man,
2: it was pretty wild. Yeah, no, six,
1: pretty wild. Big
2: street is a wild, wild place. um I moved here in October 2020, just a little bit into the pandemic, mm. and I, mm. I remember that the the city, obviously it was growing, it was a boom town at the at that at that moment oh, yeah, because that everyone was moving. There. But I'm telling you now, it is it is it's a massive place, and there's so many people there. And Sixth Street is a little too wild, even even for me. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, too but wild. But I for love me. it. Sixth Street is still iconic. Still iconic. Oh well, man, it was... I, I play shows on Sixth Street, but y- you know, like just to go out right. on the weekend with friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh,
1: oh man, I remember this gal I met. Oh. Never seen a woman drink so much. She was throwing them back, and then you know we were kind of BSing a little bit. And about, I think we were into shot number eight. You know, um, it, the conversation wound itself around to, "So what do you do for a living?" Um, well, I'm a painter. What do you do? Well, I'm a police officer. <laughs> I'm
2: like, oh man, I'm drinking
1: with a cop. This
2: isn't going to
1: end well. Um,
2: No, that that sounds about right. I mean, it's uh, keep Austin weird for a reason, right? That's the slogan. I'm
1: telling you, I'm telling you, it was it was crazy. Austin is one of those towns. um, uh, And for those who don't know, uh, my day job, I'm a painter. I paint pictures, people, and stuff. That's what I do for a living. Been doing that for 20 years, over 20 years. And um, so when I roll into a town on business or whatever. I can, you know, I've been doing it so long. I kind of get a feeling. I'm like, oh yeah, there, there's walls that need to be filled and people that can afford them, right here. I get that feeling um, big time. If I'm a, every time I go to Nashville, I feel that way. And Austin's mm-hmm. another one of those cities. And you look at the horizon of either of those places, you always see cranes and stuff being built. Things are happening, you know. It's, uh, it's actually
2: kind of fun it's to it's really count all cool. the cranes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, now, you go know, to somewhere like Truth or, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, not so many claims, not so much happening. <laughs> but it's got a cool name, so, you know. Um, no, Austin. Oh, I love Austin. And with your type of music, alternative pop rock, I imagine that's just very popular there in Austin. You know, I imagine there's a good scene for that. A lot of people probably into it.
2: Yes, definitely. Uh, so I lived in Nashville for a while, actually. Um, I, I love Nashville, but it, it just it wasn't working out there, so I moved to Austin. And Austin right. is uh, very more. It's more open to so many different varieties of music. Like in in Austin, right. there's a hip hop scene, there's rock scene, there's a metal scene, there's pop scene. So I feel like my style of music is able to fit well into the Austin music scene a lot more. And I, that's why I am very happy with where I'm uh, pursuing my, my dream.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Nashville's cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on Nashville, but Nashville, you're right. It's very, I don't want to use the word clicky, because I think that has too many negative connotations to it. But whenever, um, let me put it this way: if you go to Nash, if you go to East Nashville, I find personally, mm-hmm. East Nashville is much more hipstery. That I see a lot more handlebar mustaches in East East Nashville <laughs> than I do say the ones that are Los girls. Angeles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of suspenders in East East Nashville. Nothing wrong with that, you know, but, um, it, but it's, fair, it's very you'll go to parts of the city and it's like, okay, we're playing this kind of music in this area. We're playing that kind of music in that area, you know, where you're right. As, as Austin, you don't, you can walk into a club and really not know all there is one common denominator in Austin. It's usually really good performances and musicians. Um, I've never seen a bad show in Austin. Now, you know, I've probably only seen 30 shows in Austin,
2: but they've all been good. I can't say that about a lot of other cities, you know? Honest. No, that, that's true. It's because a lot of the venues here in Austin are very, very picky, and I, they have the right to be. But because they, right. whenever they bring in people, they want to make sure the music's good. So they look at a lot of uh, parameters and things like that whenever they're looking at your music. And you, most of the venues here work with a booking agent. So it's hard, like absolutely. you need booking to get into these major venues in in Austin. Absolutely, absolutely. I
1: I've spent some time in Las Vegas, which is probably one of the most interesting, weird places. Um, you know, I've never been in a band or anything, but I've always hung out with musicians because musicians are fun. They throw the best parties. You know, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's who you hang out with, you know. You're cool, because um, they're cool. But um, when I was in Las Vegas, it was the weirdest thing. It was almost like they were just trying. And a, a, I asked a friend of mine who who was a promoter, and he's like, "Yeah, they're filling space. They're filling time." He goes, "It's 24 hour city, so there's slots from like 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. that they got to fill this little club, this little bar nightclub, you know." And um, and you're competing against, you know, incredible, you know, performers and, and scenes and, you know, how are you going to compete against you 2 at the Sphere? You know, I mean, it's, it's, that's, that's, that's rough. Um, and, you know, but it was weird, too, because I've never seen this done anywhere else. And I'm curious Austin, how Austin handles this. Because um, a lot of places in a lot of different cities, uh, they'll do a, a, a split. We're keeping the bar. Um, you get the door or you got to sell X amount. you got to be responsible for X amount of tickets, and then it's all profit after that. You know, it's different for different places. In Vegas, what they would do is they'd run a Z-tape at the bar. They'd say, okay, you're starting at 145. Here's where the bar is. At 345, we're going to run another one, and we'll compare. <laughs> and that's how you get paid is how much the bar did." No. Um is That's is Austin
2: pretty yeah. good working with their musicians and whatnot? Yeah, I, I I'm not going to trash talk any. uh hmm. on here, but no, um, no, no, not. Yeah, yeah, but the way they uh, they do it, um, the booking agents they basically have contracts with the venues here yeah. in Austin, uh, so and
1: they some, either it's yeah. a flat
2: rate, so it's a fixed rate, or they do like 10% of the bar bar tab. So whatever the bar makes like what you were talking about. So I haven't seen it that much. There's only a few venues that do that. On the other hand, I think Austin has it all. Everything that you uh, said, we're just talking about like, uh, I'm playing a a show at Valhalla, uh, tavern, Mm -hmm. which is off of red river street, which is a really iconic venue. It's one of the OG venues of Austin. Um, they're doing just a cover fee at the door. And that's nice. all on us, on well, how much the band is going to be a five band lineup.
1: And the band keeps all the merchandise sales and all that. Like you sell a bunch of t shirts oh, yeah, or yeah. something, you're keeping that money. Oh. See, and we keep though. all the cover charged too. Yeah. LA is weird because, you know, I, I know people out there too. Um, and not all venues do this, folks. Don't send me, you know, emails and say, well, I can't if you want to, but, you know, whether I answer them another story. Uh, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. No, but LA is weird because the majority of places, there we go, everybody, I covered myself, the majority of places will do a pay-to-play. So you're responsible for X amount of tickets. In other words, you're paying this amount if you're going to play, and their big selling point on that is, well, you know, you, you don't know what what Mr. Big producer is going to be in the audience? You know, well that's a, that's a, that's a dice roll. You know, it might not be any. Um, but you got to pay to play, and a lot of places now want half the merchandise fees or you know
2: sales. Wow. I'm like that's wrong. That is crazy. That is wrong. You know.
1: I agree. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that merchandise. I wouldn't do that.
2: But, yeah. You no, that, that's me pretty up wild. For that. Yeah, yeah, those pay-to-play like, uh, yeah, gigs are something else. And yeah, I've I actually had a, got a of experience with
3: pay-to-play
1: gigs. So. I, well, I told this promoter about the merch stuff. I said, all you're going to do is get a bunch of performers putting out Cafe Press T-shirts that they don't really care if they sell or not. That's all you're going to accomplish with that. It's inferior merch, which makes the whole place look bad. And you know that that ain't the way to do that, you know, but especially when you're not in yeah. the bars and opponents any money for the making of those shirts, you know um
2: yeah i, I think merchandise you know, should be off limits me personally because I feel like that's where the money uh starts rolling in for musicians. a lot of
1: yeah, I know a lot of guys that's how they get to the next gig down the road, you know that's how they eat sometimes, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy, but that's, you know, it's cool that you're, um, you know, this is your business. And this is, this is one of those sides of the business that a lot of people don't think about, um, or know about really, because they're, you know, they all want to be rock stars, party with models, meet girls, (laughs) stuff or boy, whatever your thing is. I'm not judging. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the business side, you got to look at that. I mean, it's, you're <laughs> when you go to Guitar Center, they ain't giving you stuff for free. Um, nope, they they definitely charge. Uh, well, let me ask you this, JB. When you, you know getting into music, when you were a kid, were you all? Did you figure, you know, rock star is what I want to be? You know, I mean, music. This is entertainment. This is my venue. Um, well, I got I, I, thoughts on something
2: else. You want to be a
1: fireman
2: or something? What what was the story there? Well, I picked up. Sorry, no. Let me back up. I uh, bought my very first album, Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses, and as a ten-year-old nice. kid, that's the most mind-blowing thing anyone can ever hear. And I had an obsession with Slash, and I was, and I always told my parents, "I'm going to be Slash one day." So honestly, that album, at 10 years old, is the reason why I started picking up the guitar. Now that's nice. how I started picking up the guitar. The what got me into songwriting is whenever I started expanding my, uh, my what's the word scope for uh, what I listened to. So I discovered right. Rob Thomas, Matchbox 20. I discovered Tom Petty. Oh, yeah. I discovered. Uh, Michael Jackson, just people that are yeah, some of the best songwriters, and honestly, just the storytelling and and their songs was so powerful, moving. I was and I I basically told myself, I want to write a, a meaningful song like these artists do. So I, I feel like my sound is kind of modeled after. It has kind of that rock sound because that's what I grew up on. But also that pop sound, like Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20.
3: Mm-hmm. or
2: uh, I'm always trying to create that catch in uh, that's memorable in my songs. I want a catchy riff, and I want a catchy uh, hook, and I want everything to be catchy. And so that's what I aim for in my songs. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, here's the thing. The, the truth of the matter with music, as an artist, I've always been kind of jealous of musicians because... Music is so powerful, um, you know, uh, especially compared to like the visual arts or something like that, you know, stuff I do. Nobody, everybody's going to remember what song was on the first time they kissed a gal. Nobody is going to say, Oh yeah, we were looking at this painting when I knew she was the one. That ain't going to happen, man. That just isn't how it is. You can be moved by a painting. You can under, you can relate to it and say, Oh
0: yeah, this guy's going through what I
1: went through. Um, or whatever, but with music, I mean, it tattoos into your brain, into your memory, and um, you're so right. You know, a a, a song can transport you instantly. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, JB, having pop music, a little bit of pop element into your stuff, well, that leads to more airplay, (laughs) you know, and there's a bigger chance of that song being on the air when some guy's out there kissing a gal for the first time. Very, very true. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages.
0: Hey, you, with the shopping cart. It's us, Leafy Greens. Leafy what? Greens. Delicious, locally grown leafy green vegetables. I'm Romaine. This is arugula. Hello. Spinach. Ahoy. Escarole
4: and Oh, Bonjour. Right. I put you guys on my sandwiches. We're
0: oh. more than just a sandwich layer. We add crunch to your salads.
4: Flavor to soups.
0: And a little je ne sais quoi to your dishes. That is, if you let us. <laughs> for meals with personality, look for the sunny, fresh from Florida logo where you shop.
1: Listen to this cool episode ad free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierox.us.
4: Hey, Rockers! This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few.
1: L B I O N dot com dot com. Very, very cool stuff. Check
2: it out. Folks. Yeah, that's that's um, the name of the game. I mean that's why country music yeah. is taking off now. I mean country oh, yeah. I, I I I love old school country, but the pop country it was kinda of genius. Like they they were able mm. to ma- make country music mainstream, and now country's the most popular genre in the United States right now. It's sold more records Absolutely. in 2023 than any other genre. So it's all about yeah, that pop and, element.
1: Well, it's relatability, and people, something fun to listen to, and you can hear it out, you know. it's The thing about, like, classic country, I'll never forget, I will never forget, when I was a kid, I think I was about 14, 15 years old, something like that. Probably, I think it's was 14 and I went through my first big heartbreak. Oh, man, I don't think anybody had ever felt like I felt. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> and I was walking around the house, long-faced, and, you know, my, my father was kind of laughing in his hand a little bit at me, um, you know, because, of course, he had been through that too. Everybody had, you know, after a certain age. And he said, he goes, I know you're hurting, son. You probably feel like no one's felt like this. Like they have it. This is the worst, you know. I didn't know about Shakespeare or anybody like that then, um, or any art. Um, And he introduced me. He goes, Well, this guy knows exactly what you're going through. I want you to listen to this album. And it was a Hank Williams
0: album.
1: Oh, Hank got me through it. (laughs) Yeah, you've been through it.
3: I I mean, those were relatable for
2: him, but I understand.
1: Yeah. Oh man, I'm telling you. But the thing is is in a mo- if I take if a, if a fella takes a, a gal out to a you know for an evening or whatever to a, a bar or something, maybe do a little dancing, maybe have some laughs, a couple drinks, you know, if it's all just depressing music all the time, that doesn't really help with that mission, you know what I mean? Um yeah. The pop country sure does. <laughs> You know, she's dancing and having a good
2: time. Yeah. Sign me up. Oh, it, it, um, it definitely worked. But on the other hand, country music's kind of reverting back to what it was. I mean, country music's kind of moving away from Nashville. The the Nashville music, country music scene's kind of not popular anymore. I mean, now it's from Appalachia, like Tyler Childers, from he's right. from Kentucky. And also Oklahoma, Matt Ryan, and then uh, Charlie Crockett, and just uh, so many amazing artists that are not the traditional pop country that's coming out of Nashville. That's what's actually taken over now. It's like a a revival of old-school country, and I'm I'm actually enjoying seeing that transition. Well, you know what's
1: interesting is you don't even hear – I haven't even heard a a modern country song, and I'm not – you know, by no means expert or anything. I definitely am out of a loop on this. But it seems to me, for me personally, I haven't heard a song, a country, up country song, new country as they call it, um, about getting drunk on a beach in a while. You know, uh, just haven't heard it in a while. You know, I live in South Florida. I can look out my window and see, yeah, people are still getting drunk on the beach. No one's singing. About it.
3: Um, you know, I don't know
1: who knows it's all in waves but i think you're right where you need to be i think austin is kind of ground zero for um new and exciting stuff you know there's there's a reason they have that south by southwest festival there you know and it's not in vegas or nashville or something you know there's a reason it's there yeah whether it be sponsors for the thing or
2: you know what have you i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead no 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 I didn't mean to cut you off. I was I was just gonna say I agree with you. The city the city of Austin does a great job of funding musicians and the music scene. Because they know that's what draws people to the city. And the city right. of Austin puts on incredible festivals. Just like South by Southwest and ACL. So honestly I yeah, I was just uh affirming what you were saying.
1: That's the same thing. You know, here in Florida, it's funny because it's so in the news. And don't worry, folks, I'm not getting into politics or anything. I'm just saying, um, is we're talking about cities, you always hear people, you know, complaining about Orlando or or Disney and other places. You don't hear the city of Orlando complaining about Disney ever. No, <laughs> A lot of money is being made there, you know. And that is, that is very, very true. Orlando it. weird. That's a weird town, though. It is – when you – you know, we live in Florida. My wife grew up here, so she – you know, her family worships at the Church of Disney. Um, they know everything about Disney. And we go up there a few times a year, and it, it's, it's weird on the way into town because you'll pass these crazy billboards that are like, come shoot M16s with your family. Drive a real tank. Only at exit blah, blah, blah.
2: I have so an embarrassing question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Sure. No, 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 no. You finish your thought, J.B.
2: It, it, it was a, it's a really quick question. Uh, I may be judged for this question, but is, is Disney World or Disneyland in Orlando? I know they're way different. Uh,
1: Disney World is in Orlando. It's a okay. I think I, – and I'm going to get – my wife listens to this, man, or any of my in-laws, I think there's five different parks. could be four. I don't know. It, it, Disneyland's in California, but it's got a couple parks too, but not as many as, as Disney World. Um, how yeah. I understand, I was blown away the first time I went to Disney World. Honestly, people are like, "Really?" And I'm like, "I thought it would be like a state fair or something." You know, um, I didn't realize we stayed at a fancy resort up there. <laughs> it's pretty nice, you
3: know.
1: <laughs> I've never people wanted to carry my luggage. You know, I was like, "Wow!" They're like, "Right this way, Mr. Ross." I'm like. You earned the five stars from me just for knowing my name. <laughs> um, it's pretty good. Oh, that's fun. No, it's uh, it's just a weird thing in Florida. and Another weird thing about Florida, well, see, you're in Texas. You probably get the same thing. When people who aren't from Texas, they're like, hey, we're going to come into town and visit. We're coming into Dallas. Uh, do you want to get some lunch or something? And you're like, I don't know how far Austin is from Dallas, but I imagine any it's, anything in Texas is pretty – probably a day's drive. It's pretty far. Together, you know? Yeah, you know? It's like, no, I can't come for lunch. It's nine hours away, um, or whatever it is. But Florida's the same thing. I have people all the time, people that I know from different places, and they're like, yeah, we're going to be in Sarasota. You want to pop over? I'm like, that's like a six-hour drive one way for me. <laughs> no, I don't want to bop over. <laughs> you know? It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, you know? I, I guess every place has its charm. Um, I wanted to ask you: Do you have an album? These we got three tracks. We're going to get to the music, folks. I promise we're getting to the music. JB's just really cool to talk to. Um, but we're going to play these three tracks uh, here. We're going to talk about them. But these are all off your upcoming album, or are these already? Some of these are already out.
2: Um, so take me back. This is the first of two singles that uh, is going to be okay. part of the full length album. That one I released nice. January 18th. So that's only been out for how, how long has it been less, less than a week, right? Yeah. So, less than a week. Yeah. So I'm working on promoting that. Um, and then the second single um, is going to be lost in my ways. And that's going to be uh, really sometime in March. And it, uh, we nice. don't have the exact date set yet. i I talk to my pr firm to figure out the the best day to do it but uh and then we're thinking about dropping the album in late april early may so that's going to be a very exciting time and i think it's a perfect time to release an album
1: and now folks a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors stay tuned we'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages Happy New Year from the pre-owned outlet by Al Hendrickson. Start the new year in a new pre-owned. Check out Al's giant selection at alhendricksontoyota.com. Al is slashing prices on all pre-owned vehicles. Need financing help? Shop alhendricksontoyota.com for no money down or deferred payment options. Bring in the new year in a new ride. Looking to trade in your current car or sell it for cash? Take it to the easy-to-get-to Al Hendrickson Toyota before you sell it to anyone else. Who saves you money? The easy-to-get-to Al Hendrickson Toyota.
4: and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rocks Gear, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, us Well, and you're
1: working with Trend PR, and just – and, folks, Trend PR has not paid me to say this. It's just I've been doing this a long time. I work with a bunch of different PR companies. I will tell you, J.B., between you and the lamppost, Trend PR is about the best in the business. Um, and, you know, it's, and when you're like, yeah, we're doing it this day, I'm like, yep. I, I just picture old Rachel over there and Amanda and the and the gang, the crew. <laughs> they probably have a big map up on the wall. You know, dates—they—they're pretty good about that stuff, man. They—they got it all mapped out. I—I I, I know it. I, I'm telling you, they're—they're they're real good. Yeah,
2: it, um, it, I mean, it's been a pleasure working with them. Uh, I—I've been enjoying every second. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And, and Rachel, I, I, I worked with Rachel. On, she's amazing.
1: Oh yeah, Rachel, The best in the business. I mean, she's fantastic. I was—I had a guy on the show. This was—I
3: don't know. This was a
1: year or two ago. It was a, a minute ago, um, and he, uh, he was great. He was great. He was a pop singer, songwriter, and he was on the show, and everything was great, and at the time, my wife worked for one of these big uh, cosmetic uh, stores called Ulta. She was a manager over there, and um, she texted me, and she goes, you know that guy you had on your show the other day? Why, he's playing over our music right now, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, so I, you know, I texted him. I think I Instagrammed him. I, I slid into his. Uh, no, I didn't slide into his DMs. That's not my style. But, um, I, I messaged him on Instagram, and uh, and I told him. He's like, "Oh man!" Goes, "That's a Trim PR. They're fantastic." <laughs> you know, he was excited. Everybody was excited. So it goes show, you know, they, they're on it. They are on it. Um, well, the yeah. first uh, what we have, what we have, um, we've got take me back. And uh, then we have, I think, a couple of your older singles. Um, we got I Tried and Far Away. Um, they're probably holding uh, the, the March release on me a little bit, which is fine because what that tells me is we're going to have you probably back again in March, JB. <laughs> and we'll be.
0: They, that I'll, sounds I'll, great to me. That
1: one,
2: you know? I'll, um, I'll, uh, we'll we be play back play again for me? that.
1: Yeah, should we play Take Me Back?
2: Uh, Let's hear it I've heard it a million times But I want to hear it again (laughs) Here it is folks
1: This is J.B. Elwood Take me back Check this out
3: The
0: table between you and I The silent look in your eyes It's high to breathe Have the butterflies flown away Have we run out of things to say Will a spark ignite us again yeah.
1: Track. This a good track. I like this track. Do you, and I'm going to compare it to my gig with, with painting. Sometimes, you know, I have an idea for a painting. Uh, they come easy. You, you sit down and you're like, and you, you draw it out and you, you know exactly, and everything just goes great. That's the rarity. Most times, things fight me a little. Um, I had an eye, I had to repaint seven times the other day, (laughs) just couldn't get it, you know. (laughs) I finally did, but it it fought me. When you write a track like Take Me Back, I hear it. I'm like, this is a strong track, it's a good track. I imagine this probably just came, because it's so great, you know, it's so polished that this just came came that way. Uh, I can't tell any difference. Um, Was that an easy one, or was that a, a fighting one, hard one?
2: So the question is like, it, was it hard to write the song and make it sound how it is?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, um, did it fight a little or,
2: or did it come real smooth? It honestly it's how do I word it? Um it, I try to write songs off of relatable experiences. I want my music to be as relatable as possible. Um my mm-hmm. my motto on social media is my soundtrack to your life because I want the stories I tell in my music to be something that a lot of people have gone through and everyone's been through end of a relationship and everyone knows how, how difficult it is to move on. So to answer your question, yeah, it was very difficult to write because I had to go through the experience of, uh, of you really knowing it. the relationship about to end, you know? So that's what really sparked it. And so th- I wrote, I wrote that uh guitar riff. It just came naturally and and then the, the, like a melody just started forming and what I try to do with all my songs is I try to hit it really hard on a chord, I want the chorus to hit hard and I, I want it to be a chorus Great. that's memorable and I'm I'm very happy with how the song turned out and I feel like it's a memorable chorus and that's why um, I feel like it, it'll resonate with a lot of listeners so to answer your question, yeah. yes it's difficult to write it because of the topic, but I I work with an amazing producer, and um I uh, I put my heart and soul into the song to make it as good as possible.
1: And it it shows, man. This is a good track. It's a good track. Now, even though this is going to be included on the upcoming album, it is out, right? You you mentioned you this you, this dropped on the 18th. People can pick yep. this up now, right?
3: Fantastic.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah,
2: the the song streaming and. and- available everywhere
1: nice nice now let me ask you this we've been i normally the week before well first i got a different question i got this well no i'll I'll ask that later. um and i'll turn around for a second there um now with this track do you think that this one I, i normally for a show um you know we'll say hey this guest is coming on and if it's a musician here's one of their videos here's one of their um, or an audio track. Here's who you're. Gonna, who's, here's who's coming on the show, and you've got a What I, thing I love. I think all bands should do this. Take note. If you're in a band, you have a fantastic introduction to you, your music, your background. Um, you made a little video on it, you know, and I it did, yeah. it really just lays it out. Yeah, and it's it's great. Every band. I mean, that is that is gold. Especially from a promotion point of view, you know, it is just so helpful to um, people who are promoting, like a a podcast appearance, an upcoming show, whatever, you know. So, fans, take note of that. Um, So, I've been playing that instead of one of your videos. Uh, Is there any plans to do a video for Take Me Back?
2: Yeah, I actually have something fun coming out. It's a live in-studio video performance of the song with my band so it's not a traditional music video per se but it's a live take of us playing it live like how unedited how it it sounds live and I uh, hired uh, two amazing videographers and the videography is gorgeous I'm going to be releasing that on YouTube Vivo, every platform you can think of in the next week or so um, for my next release in March, I might have a music video in the works. We will see. Well no.
1: Very cool. Very very cool. My follow-up question to that is, as a musician, and you know, you're a guitar player too, uh, you know, uh, and a good one. Do you have a specific in in the in the, the promo pick? Um, The press pick for the the Take Me Back single, you're holding an acoustic guitar. I don't know the type. I'm not – I think it's a Gibson. Um, I'm not that familiar with guitars, Uh, but it looks pretty fancy to me. (laughs) Do you have a go-to guitar that you like?
2: Well, that guitar in that photo does not leave the house. The reason why is that's my prized possession. That was was my grandfather's from the 1960s. That's a 1960s Gibson Dove, and I think there's been like I don't know a handful of thousands made in the world, so it's very very valuable. And my grandfather's from West Virginia, and he was born and raised there. He moved to Florida for a while, but he ended up right back in West Virginia. It's his home. It was his calling to be there. He was a preacher. He he played gospel music. He played his guitar mm. at church all the time. He actually played that guitar. If you look closely in the photo, you'll see it chipped uh, near the strings because he played it with banjo picks. He was a self-taught musician. But anyways, uh, oh, wow. a little bit, be- a little before, a little bit of the time before he passed, he uh, he uh, gifted it to me because he he always told me, "Son, you you sure know how to pick the guitar. I know you're going to go somewhere one day." So he gave me his wow. guitar, and it's. Literally my brand, and it's who I am. And I always tell my grandfather's story uh, whenever that guitar comes up because he's a uh, he's someone that always pushed me to pursue music.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. That's got to be a hell of a feeling when you sit down to play, you know,
3: uh,
2: in your
1: home with, with, with that guitar, particularly, you know. Um, yes, that's, uh, a connection. A connection right there, man. And that, that's cool. That is cool. Treasure that. Treasure
2: that.
1: Oh, you know. I yeah. will so. take good care of it. That is cool. That is cool. The next track we've got, well, we've got two we can play. And like I said, I think these uh, came out a little while ago, but that's okay because, you know, uh, they're, they're good tracks. Uh, uh, also, we've got Far Away and I Tried. What should we hit them with next, JD?
2: Let's do. I tried.
1: Here it is, folks. JB Elwood. Hey, and before I play this, I should mention on our show page, we've got links to everything JB. Uh, we've got his website, jbelwoodmusic.com. And every, again, JB is smart. Bands take note of this. Every social media from Instagram to TikTok to X to Facebook, everything, JB Elwood Music easy to find, it's easy to remember.
2: <laughs> it, it's know? important to have the same panhandle for everything. So
3: I
1: think that's called handle? It's so, handles, social media yep, panhandle? I'm yep. not sure. Yeah, I think it's
3: handle.
1: I, I, I don't know. My wife, she's a social media but, you know, she's got She's your age, Jamie. Uh, so she knows all this stuff. I'm an old man. I'm lucky to... Uh, <laughs> somebody just informed me the other day I did not know. I'm on this new thing this Threads. They got me on this Threads. and um, So I'm just doing it like I normally do on everything else. And I'm like, Jamie, they don't do hashtags on Threads. Why are you hashtagging everything? I'm like, because nobody told me that. That's why. <laughs> anyway, anyway. That's this funny. This is I Tried. I Tried to use Threads correctly. I failed miserably. Uh, here it is, folks. This is I Tried, J.B. Elwood. Check it out. Thank you? That was I Tried, and uh, that was Mr. J.B. Elwood, one of my uh, – uh, I mean, we were just talking off mic. I, I'm a big fan. I like that track, and I like his music. This is uh, really, really good. Um, now, J.B., we mentioned your website, jbelwoodmusic.com. I like this website a lot. It's easy to navigate for an old, you know, fogey like me. Um <laughs> One of the things I really like to see is, is I know I know musicians and I know this is how a lot of musicians, you know,
3: um,
1: pay the rent, you know, make the mortgage payment is uh make that Cadillac payment, you know, is playing shows. And you got a whole hell of a lot of shows coming up. <laughs> you know, you got your book. This is good to see. This is good to see Yes,
2: yeah. I, um, I, I try to stay busy
1: is this
2: pretty indicative of, of, of your schedule? Yeah. I'm, my four, four goal five is to shows do. A month? Yeah. That's, that's my goal is at least one show a, a week. Uh, I, I just want to get nice. out there in front of as many people as possible. I'm, I'm very uh, confident with my music and I feel like if I can uh, break through that threshold that so many musicians fail to, Surpass in the overly saturated music industry. Um, I feel like right. if I if I keep pushing forward, <clears throat> excuse me, if I keep pushing forward, and um, I can get my hopefully get my music notices, Is my goal is to tell relatable stories that everyone can relate to, and that's what I try to do in all my songs.
1: Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And folks, if you're in the greater Austin area, well, really, these are all across Texas. Um, you can uh, check out JB's website, jblwoodmusic.com. Scroll down a little bit, and um, you can hear far away, uh, again, right here, latest track. But right under, directly under that, is a list of all the upcoming shows and whatnot, and uh, when and where and all of that.
0: Um,
1: Very, very cool. And also all of JB's uh, uh, social media and, and, you know, Spotify and SoundCloud, all that is listed on here as well. Um nice, man. This is a nice website. Whoever designed this website, JB, next time you hang out with them, give them a cup, get them a cup of coffee because
2: they earned it. It's a good website. Well, you're hanging out with him right now. I I, yeah. uh, I did it. <laughs> well, it, it was, there you go. <laughs> not an easy task. But it's kind of no, no. It was fun putting all
1: of it together. Well, it's great. It's fantastic. And, man, good press photos. I mean, this is what she... Folks, if you're in a band, go to a JB's website and use that as a template because this is, this is how you do it. This is how you do it, baby. I'm telling you, man. Very, very cool. Well, JB, I know uh, we kept you on here uh, a little longer than I was supposed to, uh, but that's okay. That's okay. You're thing to talk to, and I can't wait to have you on the show again. I'm going to be messaging Rachel about it uh, over at Trend PR and... Uh, you keep doing you what you're doing.
2: You're real, real good at it, you know, seriously. Thank you, Thank you so much for having me on your platform. And uh, let me uh, share my story with uh, all your listeners. And uh, I, I'm look, I look forward to being on your platform again in the near future.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's going to wrap things up for us. Uh, We will be back tomorrow. We've got another uh, fantastic singer-songwriter from, uh, I believe she's from uh, L.A., I I think. Look at my notes again. Not doing it right now. But, um, yeah, that will be tomorrow. We're back tomorrow. Uh, This episode, of course, will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all the podcast uh, platforms. We're on over 850 of them. Um, of course, the big ones, Spotify, uh, Pandora, all that kind of stuff. We're on iHeartRadio, all of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. And, oh, uh, before I forget, um, those websites for JB's uh, social media, JB with social media and website and everything, those stay active. It, like, when this goes to Spotify, you can just, if, if you're listening to this right now, like, in the, or in the future on Spotify, hello from the past, um, you can click those links, and uh, they'll, they'll get you right to where you want to be. If you want to like and share, help get the word out, JBL would, you know. Um, and the other thing is, in about three years, when JV is super, you know, big time, famous everywhere, flying around in uh, G6s and stuff, um None of your friends will believe that, oh, I knew him when I heard him on this little podcast. And they're like, no, you didn't. No, I I knew a guy in San Diego that claimed he saw Guns N' Roses open up for some band. Um, None of us believed him, ever. And then one night at the bar, he whipped out some, he came into the bar and brought the concert (laughs) tickets. And we were like, wow, we didn't believe you. (laughs) You know, this venue held about fifty people. It was pretty small. Cool. Um, it was still there, anyhow. Uh, see, but you'll you'll have proof if you uh, like and share. You can see, yeah, I shared his website back in the day. Very very cool, folks. We'll see you next time. Keep on keeping on, everybody.
4: See you then. Bye. This is Finn, pop art painter Jamie Rox's Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rock. recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto.
1: Hey, de Harry Hicks de Sveaje, Okneel is notil Pop Rocks Radio, made Jamie Rocks.
0: Blog Talk Radio.